once we understand that um, the body is really controlled by our mind and anything that we manifest in our body, um, be it health or disease, dis-ease, um, it's all coming from our thought and our belief system. And we don't realize sometimes how our subconscious mind can actually be affecting the cells in our body. And this is why it's important to clear out a lot of the negative programming that we've, we've built up sometimes. Um, negative emotions like anger and resentment can become very, very toxic in the body and create, you know, really bad situations if you're not careful. I've experienced some of it myself and I've realized through shifting my thought when I have been in a circumstance where the body was manifesting disease and waking up and realizing if I shift my thought, things will change and seeing the results, I've proven to myself that the body and the mind are definitely all connected. And, um, you know, the medical world still believes that if you take a drug, which is material, or a surgery, which is physical, and <clears throat> treat the body that way, you'll get results. And you will, but that is physical healing. Now, spiritual healing realizes that if you shift your thought and you align yourself with this divine love, which we are all part of, then the cells in the body, the condition that appeared to be negative can shift and the healing can take place. And this is powerful. It's exciting. Um, you become, you know, you begin to have dominion over your own body and you're not at the mercy of contagion, infection, all these negative things that the world likes to tell you can get you any minute. You realize that you're much more powerful than that. These things don't have power over you. You, because you're aligned with this divine love, can overcome anything that comes into your experience that appears to be negative in a physical way. And physical healing can take place instantaneously by shifting your thought. Well, I'll give you one example. Um, sometimes we fall asleep and it takes us a while. I had an experience um, where I contracted what they call Lyme disease, living in the town I live in. And um, I didn't remember how to shift my thought when I was first diagnosed with it. And I actually took medication, you know, antibiotics. And um, then all of a sudden one day as I was taking these antibiotics, I had this vision of myself just never getting healed because the belief was once you get this Lyme disease, it's always in your system. You never get rid of it. That was the belief. And I had bought into that because I'd been listening to medical people and other people that had the illness and I'd seen some pretty bad effects from it. But then one day as I was taking these pills, my thought shifted and it was like I remembered I am a child of God. Perfect health is my birthright. And for me to believe that something could invade my body and start to take over and start to destroy me like this was complete fallacy. And I shifted into the realization that perfect health was definitely mine.
and I claimed it. I put down the pills. It took about three days for all the symptoms, the joint pains and the headaches to subside. And that was it. I never looked back. And I never manifested any other symptoms after that. But it was a shift in my consciousness. And when we shift our consciousness from matter-based thinking, meaning um, I've got this physical condition and the only thing that can help it is physical pharmaceutical drugs or surgery or something physical. It might even be um, therapy, you know, physical therapy. But when you realize that you're, you're perfect, you have always been perfect and you will always be perfect physically, everything changes. Your body starts to act and perform and feel the way it's supposed to which is good. And many times people aren't ready to accept this because maybe they've lived for so many years with a dysfunctional body, they wouldn't know what to do if it started to function. Illness can actually serve a purpose. Many times um, people use it to get attention, you know, or it keeps them from having to go to work or, you know, it's just something they've gotten so used to. They don't even want to figure out what it would feel like to feel good. And that's just their choice. But if you really want vibrant health, you can, you can claim it. It's yours. You just have to know how to go to that place where there is no dis-ease. When you're, when you're working with someone who um, needs, a, needs a healing and has asked for spiritual healing, it, the first thing you have to do is allay the fear. Usually if someone has a physical condition that they feel they, they, they've lost control of, fear is the driving force that's motivating you know, the continuation of that problem. So allaying the fear um, is very, very important. And you lose your fear of your physical condition when you realize that you're not really a physical entity. You're a spiritual idea. And when you, re when you relate to that and you identify with that, your spiritual self is intact, it's perfect, it's whole, it's, it's indestructible, it's healthy. It doesn't know anything about disharmony or disease. It only knows perfection. And most of us have never been told this, that we are really perfect, and perfect health is our birthright. Um, in order to discover this about yourself, sometimes you have to go through a, a terrible situation in order to turn it around and, and come out the other side. And then you, you have that realization that you were never sick to begin with. Humans turn to God ultimately when they've finally had enough of the suffering that they're experiencing in their lives. It's very easy to take that path of, um, you know, suffering because we're being told all the time that, you know, we need this inoculation or we need, you know, watch out for this 
problem that can pop up, go get diagnosed, go get checked. I mean, the world is constantly throwing it in our face that there are a gazillion ways that we can die if we're not careful. But if you don't buy into that worldly thought that you're just a poor, pathetic human um, and death is the ultimate you know, outcome of your experience, then you've shifted into a whole different you. The you that is eternal, that's perfect, that's happy, that's radiant, that's vibrant, that's healthy. And um, it's really up to the individual as to whether or not they want to get rid of the negative ideas and programmings that have, you know, saturated their, their consciousness. And, you know, I know when I first gave up the medical world and decided that spiritual healing was for me, um, initially, it was kind of like giving up a false god in that, well, of course, doctors know what's right for you. You know, we've been programmed to believe that, where the reality is we internally know what is right because we are connected to our divine intelligence, which is residing within us, which knows exactly what we need to know in order to live a healthy, prosperous life. But we're being programmed to believe that we need to listen to all these people and institutions and concepts that are out there in the world in order to function. And the reality is that outer world is really feeding us a lot of bad information and we're just buying into it. Well, as like, we've spoken before about the world going through this shift, we're going from the belief that the outer world of matter controls the inner to now we know that the inner world of thought is actually controlling the outer world. So the real us is our inner self, our, our consciousness, our awareness. And I had an experience one time when I was, I was lie, laying over in a hotel as a stewardess and I took a nap in the afternoon and I woke up and I felt I was sitting up in the bed looking around the room. But then I realized that my physical body was flat on the bed. And yet my awareness, my sense of self, was sitting up looking around the room. And this experience made me realize that we have this physical body, but we also have this etheric energy body, which is just as real and maybe even more aware than the physical body. Because as I was um, experiencing this energy body sitting up in the room, it could see it just couldn't talk because I wanted to yell, you know, call out, help me, because I felt like I couldn't get back into my physical body. But it was just as aware with vision and hearing as the physical body. And it made me realize that um, I'm not just my physical body. You know, and I do believe that people, you know, sometimes can leave their bodies when they're sleeping at night and, you know, we, we can travel etherically, astrally, whatever you want to call it, throughout the 
the cosmos, the universe, and we can experience so many things, but we have this belief that the physical body is, is everything, and it's really not. And now we realize that we have the five senses, but there's also another sense, a sixth sense, that is innate in every single one of us. And developing that sense, that intuition, intuition that spiritual sense, that ability to um, be tapping into this source energy and knowing what we need to know when we need to know it, is very, very important and very valuable. And many people are naturally gifted along those lines, and some of us are working on developing it. But this is the next phase of human evolution. Getting rid of a bad habit um, is challenging. And Using the approach that you just say to yourself, I'm going to use my willpower to quit eating so much or to quit smoking is not going to work. It's proven over and over again, it's only temporary. The way to really get rid of a bad habit and see it just disappear almost effortlessly is to go within every day, spend some time feeling yourself the way you will feel when you are that person who eats just the right amount of food or um, goes through their day without needing the cigarette or you know doesn't need to drink as much as they've been drinking maybe they feel like that's a problem but feeling yourself living in a new way where um, those things that you don't want in your life just aren't even there anymore because you're in this new state of consciousness, this new way of seeing things. It's a shift into a better version of yourself. Um, you, can, you can actually change your body, you know, by visualizing the kind of body you want. And it will naturally lead you to eat foods that are healthier for you. And, you know, everything will fall into place a lot more effortlessly if you use creative visualization to visualize the you that you want to be. And you can do this to make yourself look more attractive, to reverse the aging process. You can say to yourself, you know, every day, um, I look absolutely fantastic. I feel wonderful. You know, whatever you're programming into yourself is what you're going to be manifesting as far as your habits, your, your looks, your weight, everything. It's being proven now through um, the medical world um, that meditation is definitely something that can ward off memory loss and all, even Alzheimer's. Um, you know, there is no cure for Alzheimer's medically at this point, but I can tell you that people who meditate um, have a much happier experience as they get older because what we think about has a big impact on how we feel about ourselves. And as we age, it's always good to be able to go within, to meditate, to create through creative visualization memories and scenes and, and visualizations that make us feel good. And we can actually program ourselves to be getting more and more intelligent every day. Instead of telling ourselves, oh, I'm getting older, I'm losing my memory. I can't find this, I can't find that. That is not a good thing to do to ourselves. We don't want to program 
that kind of reinforcement into our thinking. And we don't want to just go around. I see people talking to their friends and they'll compare notes on how they can't remember anything anymore and they almost make a joke about it. Rather than saying to themselves, I'm going to stop this right now and think in a different way and accept that as I get older, I get more intelligent. I have more wisdom. I have more, um, you know, ability to see things in a, in a clearer way than I did when I was younger, when I had less experience. It can become a positive thing. But using meditation, um, in fact, they're teaching meditation now in rest homes because they realize this is a really important thing for people to do. There's been movements in this country to try to get meditation taught in elementary schools but because there's always been a controversy with certain religious groups about the word meditation and the practice of it they haven't been able to do that but we do know that people that come from cultures where they're taught to meditate when they're very young tend to get into ivy league schools like harvard and mit because they know how to use their minds in a very special way in order to think and access that intelligence that we're all able to access when we know how to go within. So it's a very important thing to practice meditation and keep, it keeps the mind young, keeps us more flexible. They know that um, it, it actually um, develops these neuron pathways that are important to thinking and, and being able to keep our memories intact. So it's a good thing. Yeah, if you spend, um, you know, one of the things you can do is every morning when you get up, you can program for yourself to, look, when I first wake up, I like to go into that level of consciousness where I've gone within, you know, I'm at the alpha level, um, I'm just waking up, and I like to think about positive things that I'm planning to do for the day. I may not know specifically what's going to happen, but I like to get a positive feeling going that good things are going to happen. And interactions that I have with people will be positive and helpful and progressive and moving, moving forward. And, you know, that's a much better way to operate than waking up and going, oh, I gotta drag myself out of bed and, you know, go through another day. That's not, that's not healthy at all. And people that are living like that really need to focus on reprogramming themselves and realizing that you can take charge. You can, you know, go into this level of consciousness where you are directing your day, you know, programming it, guiding it, and giving it an uplift. And positive things will start happening. A good way to um, check yourself is to see how other people act when they're around you sometimes. You know, if, if people look forward to seeing you and um, um, you uplift them, that's a good thing. Sometimes though, there are certain people that no matter what you say, they're never gonna get you. I think a lot of light workers are experiencing this now where um, you know they feel like they're on a mission. They feel like, um, the planet needs their energy along with all the other people that are working in a positive way to make these shifts that are, that are taking place more harmonious and effortless. 
And there are other people who don't want any part of that. You know, they're still very locked into the three-dimensional world. Um, you know, if I can't experience it with my five senses, it's not real. Um, this is it. You know, they don't believe maybe in a, even in an afterlife, whatever. You know, they're just kind of like here. And um, you have to realize when you're moving along the spiritual path that sometimes you have to say goodbye to people because you are going to either continue when you're around them to irritate them because their mindset is so different from yours or you're going to um, just realize that you need to move in a direction with people that are aligned with the way you think and you can get more done that way. If you're really interested in losing weight, um, you can use meditation and creative visualization to program every day um, the, the ideal you. You can visualize yourself at the weight that you'd like to be looking the way you want to look. And um, it doesn't hurt to join some kind of a group like Weight Watchers or hospitals have different programs that you can join. I've talked to some people that have actually, you know, been told you should measure your food every day and eat this certain amount of food. And that's a good way to go. But using the visualization is key because if you're programming yourself every day through creative visualization to look and feel the way you want to, it's going to happen a whole lot more effortlessly than if, um, you know, it was interesting when I, when I was a stewardess, um, we had weight check. We had to weigh a certain amount in order to get on the airplane and go to work. And we would get weighed every single month. And if you were one pound over your weight limit, you were sent home. You were told you can't, you can't go to work today. Sorry. And which, you know, now you can be as fat as you want to be <laughs> because that's all discrimination. But, um, but it was interesting that without really dieting, it was very effortless for people to stay within that limitation, you know, and then when they decided weight check was discriminatory and they got rid of it, all hell broke loose and people got really fat. But it was interesting how easy it was when you wanted to stay thin for a certain job, you know, and I'm sure this is the case with many people, if they have to weigh a certain amount to do a certain job, they're going to do that. So you just have to program yourself and say, I know that if I'm within this weight, I'm going to feel good, look good, my life is going to be happier. And it's important to bring all these elements in. Why do you want to lose weight? Is something going to, you know, really change for you if you lose the weight? Or if there's no motivation, it's not going to happen. But if you really know that there's something that you're going to be able to do and experience with that new you, then you're going to be highly motivated. And visualizing that and feeling it is going to make it happen even faster and more effortlessly. Well, if someone has really struggled with their weight like a yo-yo and... Um, if they can look back and say, okay, uh, what has it been like for me? And they can see that there's been this up and down and they, it is a struggle. 
That means they need to radically rearrange their whole thought process about food, their weight, their lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. And in order to make a lifestyle, a lifestyle change, you need to feel and visualize that new life that you, you desire. If it means, um, in order to keep this weight off, I have to get up early every morning and go out for a walk or a run or a bicycle ride, or, you know, I have to make a list of the kind of foods that I can eat and stick to it, or, you know, you have to be able to say to yourself, I'm willing to make the lifestyle change. And if you, and then visualizing it and feeling it makes it effortless, but you have to make that shift in your consciousness or nothing's going to happen. Desire is very, very key to any kind of change that comes up. And usually, you see these people that go from 300 pounds to a normal weight, they've reached the point where they just, they've had it, you know, either their health is failing, they realize they just can't go on living in that direction anymore, and bingo, they've bottomed out. So then the change takes place. But you can do that at any time. You don't have to wait until you're, you're 300 pounds overweight. You can do it now. You can create the you that you, you desire, um, even starting with where you're at. There's always a better version that you can work on. Well, creative visualization is the tool that leads us to the proper physical steps that we need to take, no matter what it is we're doing. We use creative visualization to transform any area of our life, be it relationships, career, finance, health. But after we do the creative visualization, we need to use our intuition, our higher self, our spiritual sense, to guide us to the steps that we need to take throughout our days in order to manifest what it is that we're creatively visualizing. So you can't just lie in bed all day long creative visual, visualize, creatively visualizing and expect it to manifest. You have to take the necessary steps. And this is one of the areas that a lot of people um, practicing the law of attraction got stuck on in that they think, oh, well, I could just, you know, it's like looking in a catalog. I'll just pick this car, this house, and visualize it, and it'll show up. No, you have to be engaged in the world, in experiences, and you have to go out and do things um, and connect to make things happen. So that creative visualization gives you the, the energy to go out and do it effortlessly, but you still have to take the steps.